listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. So here we are, the first weekend in March, and I'm super excited. Y'all want to know why? You know I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) Well, March is a special month because March is my birth month. I celebrate the whole month, y'all. Call me extra if you want to, but I celebrate the whole month. So y'all saying the whole month? Yes, honey, the whole month. I think it's super important for me to take the time to celebrate and just thank God for life. I mean and to do things that I want. Because for me, it's easy for me to give to other people and to celebrate other people and to highlight other people. So I have to be intentional about the time that I give myself. And what better time to do it than my birth month, right? I think too, that sometimes, especially women, we can love the fact that people will tell us, oh, you're so strong. When you know that you need a break. I was having a conversation with God one day and I said, you know, there's something going on in my life. And I shared it with a few people and um, some responses were, oh, you're strong. And I was, you know, okay, thank you. Um, but I was talking to God about it. I said, you know what, God, it's really hard being strong. Because when people tell us that we're strong, we kind of take that in as I have to be strong, especially single mothers. Okay. We kind of take that in as I have to be strong. When truth of the matter is, at some point, you got to be weak. And where are you going to go in those moments of your weakness? Because whether you want to acknowledge it or not, those moments of weakness are going to happen. And you got to know that you can be safe with someone in being weak. Now, if you're married, you got a husband, praise the Lord. Please be vulnerable and weak with him. Because if it's ordained by God, that man has what it takes to comfort you and to hold you up. Now, other single women, you got to find other safe places where you can be vulnerable and weak. Because truth is, everybody cannot handle your weakness. Everybody cannot handle your issues. And everybody can't handle your struggles. Because whether you like it or not, there are some people that expect you to be strong. There are some people that look up to you. So you have to create a community for yourself where you can be vulnerable and weak so that others can lift you up. The Bible says that the strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Where are you going with your weaknesses? Now, I do want to say, because maybe some of you guys are listening to me and saying, yeah, we can go to God for that. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about that. You can go to God in your weakness. As a matter of fact, you should go to God with your weakness. Please do. At the same time, realize that God has also placed people in your life that are safe for you to be real with them. We are the church. We need community. And y'all know what I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing the church so divided. Nobody trusts anybody. Every man for himself. God never intended for every man to be for himself. We are a community. Link up, you know, we're in a time of prayer in the ministry that I serve at. And um, 
one of the calls, uh, my pastor was saying, you know, let's link up in the spirit as if we were together. She was saying, hold your arms out as if you're linking with your brothers and sisters in the spirit. Because this is the posture that we should have as a church. We should have each other's back. And I know the last episode I was talking about that, of how we should watch how we respond to things, especially when it involves our brothers and our sisters in Christ. We need to have each other's back. We need to link up in the spirit. And I understand for some people where you don't want to share anything with anybody in the church. And I got a million thoughts going on with that comment I just made, but I'm going to keep going. But I understand where if you've been hurt before in the church, then you're a little apprehensive about completely being real, completely being vulnerable with these other church people. I get it. But what that says to me as well is that there's still some healing that God needs to do in you. And what that also says is that you're hiding a place from God. Because you may be saying, oh, my my relationship with God is strong. Okay, cool beans. But being that you're still holding some type of offense in your heart, there is a place in your heart that you haven't given fully to God. So we keep it real, right? So I got to be honest. uh, I didn't know what I was going to be talking about today. I knew that this would be a special episode that Holy Spirit really wanted to speak through me and speak to you all. So I really didn't have an idea of what I was going to talk about. And a part of that is because this week has been super tough for me. I had to encourage myself a lot in the Lord this week because there are some things going on in my life. And I just believe that even though there are things going on in my life, because I feel y'all antenna's going up. Okay. I'm good, y'all. Okay. (laughs) Because this is my posture with whenever I'm given a challenge or warfare, whatever you want to call it. I just believe that we go through things for somebody else. We go through things to create a testimony so that somebody else can read our testimony and be encouraged. That's my belief. What we experience is for someone else. I mean, that's what I experienced all through life. It's always been from somebody else. And honestly, people are not going to come to you and say, I need what you got because they don't know what you got, right? So. Number one, you got to be led by Holy Spirit as to when to share your testimony. And don't doubt Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we ought not to grieve the Holy Spirit. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? When Holy Spirit is telling you to share this part of your life and you're wondering, well, Lord, why would they need to hear that? You don't see what the Lord sees. (laughs) And this is the point where we have to trust God. It's not always in the tough stuff, the obvious stuff that God wants you to trust him. It's in the everyday conversations as well, because we can always have a rebuttal against what God wants us to do. But in those times when our flesh wants to rise up and say, why do I need to do this, God? You need to hush. Y'all buy my book, okay? (laughs) You need to hush, submit to God by trusting him. You can only submit to God by trusting him. So it requires trust. The Bible says that we ought to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to what, y'all? Your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And what will happen? He will direct your path. We quote the scripture, but do we live the scripture? 
Because it's in those small moments where God may say, share this part of your testimony, that that scripture needs to come alive in your life. Trust the Lord. You won't know if they need it until after you've been obedient. Ooh, that's so good. Trust the Lord because someone needs you to be real so that they can see God's strength. They can see God's power and they can see God's hand on your life. They need that. You know, God's strength and power is shown in our life, but it's shown through our obedience. A lot of people are not seeing the power of God, not experiencing the power of God, not seeing the strength of God, not seeing God's blessings over your life because we lack obedience. God needs your obedience. One of my favorite scriptures is 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. It's normally read verse seven through nine. Read that in your time with God. It will encourage you because this is the scripture where Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh. And it also shows how God responded with the purpose of the thorn that was in Paul's flesh. It says this, this, I'm going to read verse eight and nine. It says, concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. But he He's talking about God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in your weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. So this is how I see this scripture. Paul presented his pain. He presented his problem to God, which shows me or tells me that this was an intimate conversation between God and Paul. I believe it was a secret place because It's in the secret place. It's in that private place that we're able to keep it 100 with God. We're able to be vulnerable with God. We can put aside the shenanigans, the mask, and even our own strength and just fall into the arms of God. In other words, intentional time with God where you can present everything with God, everything. This is the place that God wants us. And this is why I believe he calls it also the secret place. It's a place where you can trust him. You can't trust everybody with your problems, but find yourself in that place where you can just let go of all the weights on your life, the disappointments, the worries, the anxieties, the pain, the problems. You can let go of all those things in this secret place. And you know what? It takes a great amount of trust to present someone with everything about you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the reason why some people are still bound and stuck in cycles is because their cycle breeds trust issues. You're not able to trust God fully because that cycle continues to breed those trust issues. Therefore, you're not able to be real with God. You want to be healed. You want to be delivered, but you don't trust God enough to be real, to keep it 100 in his presence. Jesus said, but an hour is coming and now it's here when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the father wants such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship God by giving him our lives. It's not a song, (laughs) y'all. It's not a slow song. Our worship is giving God our lives. Our lives are guided by him. And this is how we live lives of worship. When everything we do is guided by God, will we miss the mark sometimes? Absolutely. But we should be intentional about giving God everything all the time. God is seeking that you worship him in spirit and in truth. So God sees your truth. He's just waiting on you to be real and give him your truth. 
so that he can give you his truth because his truth is what makes the difference. His truth is what brings healing. His truth is what brings deliverance. His truth is what brings relief. I want y'all to pay attention to the scripture with Paul, where when Paul presented his problem to God, God didn't remove the thorn, but he presented Paul with his truth. And how Paul responded was a response. I think it was a response of relief. The thorn wasn't removed, y'all. The thorn was still there. But Paul, after hearing God's response, came to resolve and said, if this thorn shows forth your power in my life, then let me go ahead and rejoice in this thorn. That is some maturity, y'all. Something that is hurting me in my life, something that is causing me pain, causing me issues. And God is not saying that he's gonna take it out, but he's telling me the purpose of it. What am I gonna do when I hear God's purpose for my thorn? What am I gonna do? And I want y'all to realize the intensity of this pain that Paul was experiencing because Paul was a tough guy. I'm talking about a man that was on the brink of death. And instead of getting himself together, the Bible says that he went to preach at the next city to preach the gospel after almost being stoned to death. And so, you know, if he was presenting God with this thorn three times, he said, he said, I pleaded three times. You know there had to be some pain. You know there had to be some agony. You know that had to be a huge problem. But God's response birthed Paul's resolve. What I want y'all to do in this moment is set your eyes on God so that you have the right expectation from God. Your expectation from God should be His will for your life. Whatever that looks like. And when you're open like that, then you can hear God's response. And I pray that God's response will birth your resolve, hallelujah, your resolve in this moment that will unleash and unlock the peace that you have been praying for. You've been praying for peace, but your expectation is in the wrong place. It's okay to want whatever it is to be removed, But what if God has already responded to your request? It's just not the response that you want. Why don't you take another look at that response and may his response birth your resolve. God is waiting for us to be 100 with him, to worship him in spirit and truth so that he can present us with his truth, which will birth healing, which will birth wholeness, which will birth deliverance. That's what he did for Paul, y'all. When Paul was real with God about his weakness, God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in your weakness. So y'all, today's message is short and it's simple because I know that this is what you guys need to hear because I ain't have nothing planned. (laughs) And that was like really driving me crazy because I'm like, Lord, what am I going to say to people? But God has definitely spoken today. So today's message is short and simple. God's grace is sufficient for you. And his power, or some translations mentions his strength, is perfected in what you consider a weakness. That thing that you look down on, that thing that other people look down on you about, that thing 
that you try to cover or you try to hide. If you can be real enough with God and raw enough to present what you consider a weakness in his presence, then you will see that giving it to him was what God wanted all along. He didn't want you to hide it. God is not a person where he wants you to hide anything from him. Because truth is, y'all, he sees it anyway. So the longer you hide it, the longer you keep it a secret from him, the longer you are going to be bound. People won't tell you that just as raw as I told you, but let me tell you so that you can be free. The longer you keep that secret, the longer you're going to be bound. Present it to God in your secret place with him. He has the answer to birth your resolve so that you can begin to walk in his power. And, and here's another thing, y'all, that when you present it to him, whatever you consider weak, <laughs> He wants you to present whatever it is that you consider weak so that you can begin to walk in his power. God wants you to acknowledge your weakness so that you can be aware of his power wherever you go, wherever you go. Why do we box the power of God in? We think that the anointing and the power of God is only active when we're in church or Bible study or even in a church setting. We limit it to that. But God's power can be active in our lives all the time, as long as we're ready to be real with him. That's all God wants. He wants you to be real with him. And this is why Paul responded to God in saying, therefore, I will gladly, most gladly, boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. Your weakness is connected to Christ's power. Allow Christ's power to reside in you. The Bible talks about the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in our body. But we got to be willing to be transparent with God so that we can move in that power. Don't deny what is considered the key to Christ's power. You know what the key to Christ's power in your life is? It's your weakness. It's your weakness. It's what you look down on. It's what you try to hide. Give it to God right now, y'all. You want to see greater works? Acknowledge your weakness and give it to God. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God so strong, y'all. Because I see many of your perspectives shifting right now. Whew. As you realize the purpose of your weakness. And you know what that means, right? And this is what excites me. Hallelujah. This means that the body of Christ is about to arise in power. Many of you are being unlocked right now. So Father, right now we thank you. We rejoice, God. We celebrate. We worship you, God. We lift up our voices as triumphant trumpets, thanking you, God, for the new work that you are doing in our lives, what you are unlocking in the lives of my brothers and my sisters in Christ. Father, thank you for what you're doing in this moment. Thank you, God, for the chains falling off of them. Thank you, God, for generational cycles being broken. Thank you, God, for generational iniquities being uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now, God, that no condemnation will rest on the hearts, on the minds of your sons and your daughters, but that they will be real with you. They will be transparent with you. May they, their eyes be open to see the truth about what they are dealing with in the name of Jesus so that you could come in and touch them and heal them, God, of every infirmity. Father, I pray that even if they have trust issues, that as they read your word, even as they have heard the word that you have given on this podcast, that they they will begin to be healed 
healed of every trust issue and that they will move out on faith and present their issues to you, present their weaknesses to you without any apprehension in the name of Jesus. And may you reveal people that they can put their trust in and be vulnerable with so that they can also experience the supernatural healing that happens when they connect with other brothers and sisters in Christ. Father, I pray for unity in the body of Christ. Uproot every plan of the enemy that will cause deception, that will cause division amongst men and women of God, that will make them think that they have to go through things alone. So Father, I pray right now that you would uproot that lie, that deceiving spirit in the name of Jesus. And I pray for your truth, God, to mend every broken gap in ministries, in the body of Christ, that we will begin to see unity arising in the body of Christ like never before. May your power arise through this unity, Father, and may healing arise through this unity and may this birth revival in our nation and in our world, Father, in the name of Jesus. May you uproot every bit of anxiety right now that is in response to what's going on in the world. And may they find that secret place in you, Father, and present everything to you, God, without apprehension. So, Father, prepare their hearts even now to do what they need to do to get in your presence, God. In the name of Jesus, we trust you and we thank you what you're about to do in this hour in the lives of your people and father we say god that we give it all to you no more holding it back in the name of jesus have your way god in jesus name i pray amen oh god we thank you in this moment i feel the presence of god so strongly so i pray that you also receive god's presence so i'm going to end it right here thank you all so much for joining we serve such an amazing god And because we serve an amazing God, I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you all next time.